Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the 2A Lifestyle Podcast. I want to greatly appreciate you listening in. Uh, my sinuses are better this time, so I don't think we will be attacked by any sneezing. Uh, I actually like, had like a little sneeze fit earlier before the podcast started, and I was like, fuck, not again. But hopefully uh, I can get through this whole time without sneezing. Uh, I know Mike graciously saved my ass on the last episode, so hopefully we won't need to do that this time. It'll be uh, unfortunate not getting to play referee for the sneezes. Exactly, the the commentator, the the play by play expert. But if you haven't if you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That is the best place for you to find us whenever you are looking for uh, you know gun related content uh, is to keep up with new episodes. Also, if you can, leave us a review. Uh, we got a couple new reviews. Uh, I am going to be sending out some swag to somebody that uh, left us a five-star review, and they uh, actually, um, like I said, they, they left us a five-star review, and they sent me the screenshot. As soon as it hit, uh, I'm going to be sending, I sent them out some po- uh, some swag, some podcast swag, and also some other stuff that I had lying around. So if you can, uh you know, leave us a review, like I said, and you'll be getting some swag if you can shoot us a screenshot and show us that you're the one that left us a review. Uh, I see we got some new reviews, but for the love of fuck, yeah, no, these these are old ones. We did we covered these in the last one, I think. Um, Kyle, yeah, California, and then Extreme Pyro 24 uh, left us two five star reviews. I want to greatly appreciate them for for leaving us those reviews uh, and. Gosh, man, I'm just kind of scatterbrained right now. Anyway, uh, go ahead and also check us out on social media. You can find us everywhere on 2A Lifestyle. Uh, that's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, MeWe, uh, Discord. You can check out Mike at Discord uh, with Just Pews. Uh, you can also check him out on Just Pews at Facebook and Instagram. And you can also check him out on Instagram at TatCatActual. Also, if you haven't already, go ahead and check out JustPews.com. That's where you can find also latest podcast episodes and also you can find some articles that the just pews content creators which includes mike and myself uh have read or not can't read, forget wrote, eric and eric well i said just pews content creators to to cover everybody uh so right yeah <laughs> i had trying, to mention them trying not to leave people out um and then also go ahead and check us out on patreon anything you guys give us it goes directly into this podcast we are going to be doing a bonus episode uh on the off weeks when we don't record a regular episode uh and those are going to be just for patreon creators i'm thinking about probably uh releasing maybe the first five minutes i'd say the first five to ten minutes of the patreon episode just so you could see what you'd be getting if you are a patreon supporter so be looking out for that and uh, mike i'm sure you'll probably be getting on to me with that as well uh hopefully we can get some of our other buds on our patreon episode it's going to be kind of just like a more shitting and getting round town uh round table discussion type of deal so be looking out for that and mike is there anything else like i can't think of did i, did I cover everything for some reason i just got scatterbrained as fuck yeah i think you, i think you covered everything pretty well there all right well with that let's go ahead and start getting into the main episode or the main segment of the episode still going through it pain in a hurt soaking up trouble like rain in the dirt and i know only i can stop the rain with just the mention of my savior's name in the name of jesus devil i rebuke you for what i go through and trying to make me do what i used to but all that stops right here as long as the lord's in my life i will have no fear i will know no pain from the light 
Alright, and with that, we are going to be uh, going into an article that comes to us from Ameland. Now, we obviously on this podcast love to highlight the shooting sports. Uh, the shooting sports is the best part of shooting, in my opinion. It's where a lot of camaraderie exists. It's where a lot of people kind of get in love of shooting. Uh, you know, it's a great thing. If you haven't already gone to your local shooting match, whether it be IDPA, USPSA, Three Gun, go do it. I, I highly recommend it. You're going to find some people that you probably wouldn't think of seeing, you know, like if you're out on the streets or in a local store as uh, people that you get up and talk with, uh, you know, whether because they're older or, you know, whatever the fuck it may be, they just they don't look like your normal set of group friends that you hang out with. Uh, everybody at these shooting matches are fucking phenomenal. And I highly recommend that you could do so. But anyway, this article that comes to us from Ameland uh, talks about uh, the Florida IDPA championship. Uh, and the IDPA is one of the big shooting match uh, organizations in the United States. There's obviously the, the two biggest, in my opinion, are IDPA and UPSA. USPSA. Uh, USPSA is kind of the more international one. <clears throat> so uh, anyway, the airtimes, it's actually going to be aired on the Outdoor Channel. Um, so be looking out for that. Uh, you can also look at uh, Vimeo uh, On Demand Shooting USA is where you can watch it. Uh, I actually think this, it doesn't say when it is going to be. Uh, I actually think this probably already occurred. Yeah, it was it was this weekend. So um, be looking out for the results on that. I can't wait to, to uh, see who won that. Definitely be highlighting them on the next episode. Now, before we move on, I just want to point out that this article does state that Colt just announced that the Anaconda is coming back, and it is kind of laughable how much they're wanting for it. They're, like, wanting, like, $1,700 or some shit? Um, it's looking like they are wanting $1,499 for each of them, and they're going to be remaining at six-shot revolvers and forty-four mag, which, I mean, that's standard, but at the same time, $1,500 is a little bit steep, considering they've barely been making revolvers again. Yeah, uh, it is what it is. Colt's gonna be Colt. Colt don't. Yeah, get, you know. I wonder if always... this is. I wonder if this is a CZ call or if this is a solely Colt call. Like CZ took over and Colt was like, yeah. "Hey, look, we were wanting to do this," and then CZ was like, "It's gonna flop, but whatever." Or if CZ's trying to capitalize on a name that used to be great. I think that's what I think. Honestly, I think it's just because of the fact that. Um, regardless, no matter how shit it is, there's still going to be people that have the nostalgia of either when their granddad or their dad had a Colt Anaconda back in the day. Uh, there's going to be some LARPers that are going to get a Colt Anaconda just because of like the walking dead or some shit, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's going to be a lot sold. Yeah. I mean, to be honest though, they did miss out on that golden opportunity when the walking dead started to get big. They could have just come out with the Anaconda then and it probably Mm would have saved the company. Yeah. But you know, there's the old saying about HK, you know, uh, fuck you. Cause that's why basically, you know, fuck the customers. That is Colt a hundred percent. Like Colt don't give a shit about nobody, but government contracts. Like they stopped yeah, selling to the yeah. civilian market for a little bit. Then they was like, Oh, you know, we got to sell to the civilian market because the government contracts ain't cutting the, ain't making a cut, you know? So it just Colts a, a horrible, horrible business model. I mean, like they make Remington look like a fortune 500 coming to uh, company. They really do. And it's kind of funny how well it comes around, comes around. And they yep. kind of said, fuck the civilians. And then the civilians stopped buying their products. Yep. And then they had to go out of business and now they're being purchased by a foreign company. So now we have one less, uh 
actual U.S. manufacturer of firearms. I know, but CZ, man, is, is an amazing company. And I honestly, just like Glock, I think, you know, I think Glock and CZ are more synonymous with USA culture than Czechoslovakian or, you know, I should say Czechoslovakian because they're two different countries now. Uh, but, you know, Czech and Austrian culture, except maybe, you know, I take that back. Maybe Glock is also probably pretty synonymous with Austrian culture. Um, but it's, I would say, more so United States versus Austria. Yeah, and I mean, to be also to be fair to the Czech Republic, they did just pass their, uh, (laughs) they did just pass that Second Amendment thing not too long ago, where they now added the Second Amendment to their constitution. Yeah, it's not as strong as the United States, in my in my opinion. No, no, it's It's European. It could never be as strong as the United States. Let's be real. I mean, it's it's more cut and dry in language, but you know, it's still because the you know the U.S. Second Amendment's been around for so long, and in firearms are so ingrained in our culture uh you know even though the second amendment really in and i'm looking in the legal experts eyes you know because you know we shall not be infringed that that's clear cut and fucking dry uh but you know they they made it kind of ambiguous when they added the whole militia thing in there uh and of course it was probably clear cut and dry back in the you know the 18th century when it was written uh but you know just like times have changed and language has changed you know people you know i don't know it's it's a whole thing to where you know nobody speaks in victorian fucking english anymore uh but you know if you talk to somebody from victorian england you're probably not going to understand everything that they say even though y'all are basically speaking the same fucking language i'm not gonna lie i'm very skeptical about whether or not they actually said come hither or doth thou and shit like that. I think they just spoke plain English, and they wrote like that because they wanted to seem pretentious, and that just echoes to today because they well, do no, seem very pretentious. You have to think also back in the day that there wasn't that many fucking people that that wrote or you know or read, so it was always the upper class that did that kind of shit. So they're the ones that spoke You're like that. Proving my point. But but that's what I'm saying. You know, like the majority <laughs> of the people didn't speak like that. They you know they'd say like you know. Kind of like how you would think people like in Australia or something like that, you know, come here, you fucking twat. Kind of like, you know, some shit like that or, you know, calling somebody a cunt on the streets, not like calling somebody a cunt on the streets here. Uh, you know, it's it's different cultures, basically, even though they're in the same country. I still, I don't know, I'm still skeptical about whether or not they actually said those words versus just wrote them out. I'm very, very skeptical. I want a t- fucking time machine so that way I can go back in time. And just look at them speak normally and be like, bro, hey, if you're I went, a little bit of a prude. If I had a time machine, there's so many fucking people I'd go back in time and Merck. Like, fucking Stalin, fucking Marx. No, fucking... no, you don't know why I wouldn't Merck anyone. Why is that? Because then I couldn't go back to the year 2010 and buy a thousand fucking Bitcoins and then get rich to be today. You say that, but you do you have enough money to even buy 10,000 fucking Bitcoins in 2010? Dude, what, weren't they like a penny in 2010? No, there was. I mean, they weren't a penny, but there was. There were still like a couple hundred bucks. Are you sure about that? Because I'm pretty sure they were pretty cheaper than that. They were cheap. You know, they're obviously way fucking cheaper now than what they were. But I want to say that they were more expensive than what you're saying. I, I think you're selling Bitcoin short. No, no, no. At what price did Bitcoin start trading? Bitcoin first started trading at around point zero 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 eight cents. 
to eight cents per coin in July 2010. Okay, I, I guess maybe you're right. 2010, it was uh, 0.0008 cents for eight cents of, of for well, it's basically eight cents for per coin. So okay, you're right. Yeah, so I'm gonna get rich, bitch. Because there's that story, and I, I I forgot about it, where somebody bought two fucking pizzas in Bitcoin, and now they're worth like you know. The bitcoins that he bought those pizzas for were now worth like 550 million dollars. Yeah, I would hate to be that guy. I would 100. I, no, you know who I'd hate to be? I'd be I'd hate to be the guy in the UK who had I think he said he had like a billion dollars worth of bitcoin on a hard drive that he threw away. Yep. Years before it took off, it's like I would hate to be that guy. Yes, absolutely. It's just like I mean, I sold, I bought Doge at like less than five cents uh, uh, per dogecoin and i may i still i mean i still made a little bit of money um but i wish i would have sold when it was like in the 70 like you know like 75 cents per dogecoin because i mean i i would i would have I, I still cleared like a few hundred bucks but like i would have cleared probably over well over a thousand yeah it would have been nice i didn't get in, into it as early as i should have and then what ended up happening was i got a little scared after it dipped and i sold it all and then yeah. it went up to 70 cents. I was like, fuck. Yeah. So, anywho, go, let's go on into this next story. You think, what do you think? Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, yeah, we've detracted enough. Yeah. Uh, these next two articles, uh, one comes to us from Emiland. Actually, the other one also comes to us from Emiland. The first one is Victory, White House Loses, and Will Withdraw Chipman as the ATF nominee uh, for the head of the ATF. Uh, but the next one is also kind of troubling in my opinion and i can't remember who in our in our group chat mentioned this but uh the second article's headline is white house withdraws chipman atf nomination but eyes new position as guns are so now obviously chipman if you haven't heard is a piece of shit who used to work for the atf and he never made it over field agent like that's the highest position he made you know he never was like a supervisor or anything like that uh once he retired from the atf he went to go work for the giffords organization the gabby gifford organization which is a gun control organization it's like every town for america or moms demand action or whatever the fuck it is um is a gun control organization so chipman is obviously very anti-gun now we have covered numerous stories in the past where david chipman uh you know lost his gun uh made racist remarks actually uh, speaking about that one not to cut you off I actually found out some information about that racial remark that he made. Shoot. So it was corroborated. It yes. was absolutely like five people, I think, came forward. Yeah. But it actually resulted. He went and found one of the African-Americans that got the promotion, and he had them go through an investigation because he truly believed that they had cheated to get their promotion. And what a that, piece of shit. And this is the guy. This is the one that initially came forward and said, hey, this guy's a piece of shit. He made this comment. He was one of the first ones that did that, and he ended up being cleared from the investigation. But because of having that investigation, he absolutely refused to even try to get promoted again. It's fucking wild, man. And, you know, he's he's a humongous piece of shit. Um, you know, there's pictures of what was led to believe that he was at the Waco uh, Branch Davidian Center after it burnt, uh, smiling next to dead bodies. Um, that, that hasn't been fully corroborated. Just by looking at the pictures, I think it's him. Uh, it's really you know. hard to say that it isn't him when he was younger because it's got the the person has the same exact jawline almost, you know, minus the, yeah. the weight he's added. 
the same nose, same eye orientation. It's really hard to say that that is not him. Yeah, I mean, it's not definitively proven that it's him, but, I mean, you know, if I was a betting man, I'd say it was. Uh, anyway, so Chipman is a humongous piece of shit, but, you know, Biden... God, my fucking dogs. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to yell at him. I'm going to put him on mute. You, you got this mic. Yeah, so Biden's this huge piece of shit. And, or not Biden. Well, I mean, he is too, but Chipman's is a huge piece of shit. And what they're going to be doing is it looks like they're trying to implement a new czar position, which is kind of funny. I don't remember those ever existing uh, before uh, Obama took office. I believe the the czar position started under his administration, and it looks like they're going to be using the czar position too. And I'm trying to read the article while I'm speaking, which is never a good thing to do. So let's look at this. Anyway, going yeah. back into what uh, David Chipman did, you know, he... Biden nominated him, and this was important just because this was Biden's first nominee for his administration. And, you know, there, there's kind of a uh, political windfall if you can't get your first nominee, except, you know, pushed through through Congress. So that's one reason why a lot of people said that Biden stuck so hard behind Chipman. Uh, but it is, you know, Mike was 100 percent correct. There hasn't been anything such as a czar position since the Obama administration. Now, I think these this whole czar position is unconstitutional as fuck. There is a reason why heads of department agencies and departments in the government has to be approved by Congress because it's part of that whole fucking checks and balances. But yeah. You know, Obama went ahead and fucked that up and said, you know, I'm not going to say he's necessarily head of things like the, you know, the EPA or the ATF or whatever the fuck, or, you know, government alphabet organization it may be. I'm going to say he's the czar, which basically is a uh, like an advisor to the president. But basically he goes and pushes the executive administration's agenda on those organizations instead of the agency head going to the president and being, you know, directly answerable to the president. So it's it's a whole clusterfuck in my opinion. I personally hate that shit. I hate it when Obama did it. Uh, I, I don't, and I'm not defending one or the other, but honestly, I can't remember. And, and Mike, you might know a little bit more. I don't think Trump had a czar position, did he? I don't believe he did, and I mean, the pro the thing that I have an issue with more than it just not having any congressional oversight is the fact that that just using the word czar yes. to to label someone is a direct shout out to communism, and you well, can't no. tell me otherwise. Well, I I can just because I'll tell you, czar is oh. Russian for Caesar. Yeah, no, and... no, I understand that, but I mean, like, out of every single word that they could use. Every, yeah, I, everything else that they could use to label this position. You know what I mean? They they chose the word czar. Uh, you know, well, and, and I see where you're getting at, but also just being the history nerd in me, uh, I just think it's incorrect. But, uh, you know, I'm not going to argue semantics with you about that. It's definitely uh, totalitarian in that point of view. Thank you. Conceding. Yeah. You know, once you get older, <laughs> Mike, you realize that you just can't argue over the dumb shit, man. Hey, hey, that was no, no. Anyway, so basically there is talk in the political circles that Biden will appoint Chipman as a quote unquote gun czar to, you know, impose gun control, to impose, you know, this, you know, what they call the, you know, the pandemic of gun violence, you know, the, all that bullshit. 
Yeah, it's just, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm kind of hoping that, you know, in the long run, it ends up not doing anything, and he just sits there and collects a paycheck. Like, I'd hate for him to collect a paycheck off of my money, but at the same time, I'd rather him not be doing anything to hinder my Second Amendment rights further than they've already been hindered. Uh, he, can, he can go fuck back off in the Giffords organization for all I care. Yeah, and there's a couple other things he could do, but I'm not going to say them. Yeah. Uh, this next article comes to us from BearingArms.com. I actually shared this on my social media page, and I wanted to cover it in the podcast just because I felt it was very prolific. And this is what... God damn, my dog. What are they barking at? I don't know. Fuck, my fiance was out and about, and she came back. But now she's back, and I don't know what the fuck my dog is barking at. But Probably uh, barking in agreement with what I was saying earlier about the whole czar thing. All right, she's big, goofier bitch. No, there's no telling. I wouldn't want that dumbass dog to be agreeing with me, Mike. But hey, hey, you got to take what you can get, man. You got to take what you can get. I just gave you the czar thing. Isn't that enough, you greedy son of a bitch? No, I want more. Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, uh, the title of this article is New Texas Law Aims at Anti-Gun Banks. Now, we have been seeing this, that gun control is being... Uh, you know, imposed by these private organizations that basically, you know, it's like, um, you know, like Bank of America, Citibank, Chase Bank, Wells Fargo. You know, if you are going to conduct a business, you know, you basically have to use these or you're going to use some, you know, not as efficient, great third party system that's going to inhibit your uh, inhibit your uh abilities to conduct business in a way where you can make money now you know what 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 has gone on is that greg abbott has signed a new law which requires banks and other businesses seeking municipal and state contracts worth a hundred thousand dollars or more to certify that they do not exclude firearm and ammunition industries and retailers now this is the kind of stuff we need to get on our state legislatures about if you live in a like i live in alabama there's no threat of gun control coming into Alabama just because of how conservative state we are in. But if more states can pass things like this, now it's huge that Texas passed this because Texas is a booming industry state right now. And the fact that they can pass this kind of law and put this kind of pressure on these banks is a huge thing. Have you read this article yet, Mike? I'm reading through it right now as you're going over it, and it looks real interesting. Now, Texas is the second largest bond market in the country behind California, so this isn't a minor issue. Like I said, if it was Alabama, you know, maybe, you know, even though Alabama is not a huge state, you know, we are a very large gun ma- or car manufacturer uh, state. You know, we have like, uh, B- I think we have BMW, no, we have Mercedes, Hyundai, Toyota. Uh, we have Kia right across the state line in, in Georgia, and a lot of those Kia, you know, subplants are in Alabama. Um, so, I mean, th- this is a huge, huge deal. And like I said, if you have state legislatures that you can reach out to, reach out to them and see if they can pass something like this in your state. Because, you know, this has been a big thing, and we saw this a lot during Trump's administration when, you know, there wasn't a whole lot going on in regards to – uh, gun rights or gun control, to be honest with you, with Republicans in control. So a lot of these businesses started to take it upon themselves to enforce some sort of gun control policies the best way they can uh, to satisfy the woke crowd. I would yeah. argue, I mean, I would argue that the banks doing this kind of, it, it's discrimination, it's political dim- discrimination. And I'd argue that it is illegal for them to do what they're doing. Just based on like the Civil Rights Act, if I remember correctly, where where you know it's pro, 
businesses cannot discriminate against people based on their age, sex, uh, gender, disability, blah, da, 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 or their political views. And, hey. and the banks that are shutting down business, shutting down transactions based on their own political agendas, to me, is political discrimination. And I 100% agree with you. I believe that um, the business, I mean, you know, the the progressives and, you know, that crowd there that is along with the, you know, the gun control crowd, the woke crowd, or whatever you want to call it, they have shown that it doesn't matter for you to have a private business that you have to not discriminate against people. That's why a baker had to make a gay wedding cake and all that other kind of shit. So they have set that precedent, you know, as a... Go ahead. (laughs) What's funny about that situation is someone actually tried to pull the same stunt up in Dearborn, Michigan, I believe it was, and no one threw a fuss about it because it was at a Muslim bakery and not a Christian bakery. So there's a clear line in the sand about which who they're taking on their side and who they aren't and who they actively want to discriminate against. Oh, I mean, like a perfect example, that gay wedding cake thing. You know, they went to, I think, like close to a dozen bakeries uh, that they felt that they could be discriminated against you know, to see if they could bake a gay wedding cake. And all of them said yes. So they said, all right, fuck it. Let's go to the next bakery. And they decided that, you know, they finally hit one that said that they wouldn't make it because of their, you know, religious values. And they decided to sue that one. And so, I mean, they were looking for a, a case precedent in regards to that. I wonder who put them up. To. You you think? You wonder who? Huh? Anyway. Yeah, who are we playing with? Yeah. To go along with that as well, uh, this comes to us from The Hill. And the title of it is How to Mess with Texas's Anti-Abortion Bounty Applied to Gun Sales. Now, have you read anything about this, Mike? I have tried to. I've not been able to find the time to read up on it. I've talked with a few people, and they've started talking to me about it. Now, I know a little bit from them, but that's about all I know. Well, now, you know, in reference to this, and I have, you know, I'm from Texas. I have a lot of family still that lives there. Um, A lot of my cousins are... My cousins and my and my uh, nieces are, you know, obviously they're really young. They're really liberal. They live in the liberal parts of Texas, like around Austin, Dallas, stuff like that. Uh, they, you know, they've been going all on about this uh, Texas abortion issue. And I'm not really here to get into the abortion issue, but they're wanting to go after Texas's uh, gun laws in the same manner that this abortion bill is going against. And I think personally, I think this abortion bill is going to get over turned um it was a huge thing when the supreme court uh denied hearing the case uh i think it was last week or the week before um but the only reason that the supreme court denied to to hear the case is just because basically they wanted to overstep the the processes and have scotus go directly you know have it go directly go to scotus uh and scotus says no you know the fucking way you're supposed to do this do it fucking right and we'll hear it then so, I mean, I personally think this is going to get overthrown. But basically, the tactic is they're wanting to have a, uh, you know, pass a gun control bill. And they're thinking that SCOTUS won't hear it based on the fact of Heller v. D.C., uh, you know, District Columbia. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's kind of a bullshit argument. But I just wanted to throw this in here just because of the fact that I think that they are basically – you know, comparing apples and oranges in regards to this, um, you know, they're saying liberal pro-gun states uh, could uh, or liberal pro-gun control states could apply the Texas bounty, which was the uh, in Texas that if you find somebody and I, personally, I don't like this uh, about this abortion bill is that, you know, if you see anybody because, I mean, it 
I mean, they're talking about, you know, putting people in jail that, you know, are providing abortions after that six weeks. They're talking, you know, you can actually go to jail just for driving somebody to the abortion clinic uh, to have an abortion after their six weeks. And if you report on any of those people, you can, in, you know, sue that person for $10,000. Uh, so they're wanting this basically to transfer over to gun ownership, um, you know, where it's unconstitutional to sue, uh, you know, the gun manufacturers, the FFLs, uh, shit like that. They're basically wanting the $10,000 suing thing to go over to, you know, guns, which, again, I think the Texas bill is going to get overthrown. This is going to get overthrown, SCOTUS, but who knows how many people's lives this is going to ruin before that actually happens. I'm actually, you know, after reading through this a little bit, it, it's been, and this isn't to dive into it, this is just to get to the point that I'm making. Um, I've been a very strong proponent of we need to determine where life starts and where life isn't, like where it doesn't exist for abortion specifically. And it looks like that's what Texas is trying to do with this, where, like you were saying, you know, after six weeks, so what Texas is more or less saying is life starts at the six week mark. Because this when, is yeah, and this is kind of like you were saying. This is very apples to oranges. This you know what like they're saying. Oh well, we could do it to where uh, the uh, anti gun state could say, oh well, handgun ownership needs to be deterred. So we'll make a we'll make a bounty for the people that are facilitating the sale of handguns. It's like this isn't exactly the same thing. You know, to make it the same thing would be ten, you can sue a guy who sold a gun to someone and that someone used that gun in a commission of a crime. You can sue him for $10,000. Yep. That would make it similar. But just suing them for facilitating the sale or ownership of the handgun is ridiculous. Like, it's yeah. truly apples to oranges. Yeah, and, and I mean, you know, there's been so much misinformation reference that abortion thing like my family is, is posted shit saying that like you know if uh the mother has like a blood clot and she dies if she gives you know birth you know the state of texas says she can't have an abortion now uh that's fucking false the new law states yeah. that for uh you know the uh if the mother's health is at risk you know she could still have an abortion uh the only thing that it states is that if you are the victim of like rape sexual assault, incest, you cannot have an abortion. Um, but my thing is, and you know, I know this just based off of my job, is that I don't know of any sexual assault center, hospital, whatever it may be, if you report that you have, a, you know, if you've been a victim of a sexual assault or a rape, they're going to give you something to prevent pregnancy, whether it be plan B or, you know, they ask you to come in, uh, at certain times to, you know, make sure that you, you know, you're not pregnant. And if you are pregnant, uh, you know, they can offer abortion if you want to after that as well. Um, so, I mean, it's just the whole, you know, fight over ideas and fight over the mind that we see in the, you know, gun community that the mainstream media pushes and that these, uh, you know, organizations that are against our values, whether that, you know, be guns, uh, immigration, abortion, whatever the fuck it may be, you know, you know, the left versus right side of it. It's the fight over ideas and the fight over the mind that we're seeing them push. And, you know, we're seeing the same in, in misinformation uh, in that as regards as we're seeing into firearms. 
Yep, perception is reality. Unfortunately. Next article comes to us from Ameland. Uh, this title is Indictment Alleges Defendant Provided a Fake FFL to Dealers to Illegally Obtain Guns. Uh, and this comes to us from Al Jamal Mitchell, age 37, of Middle River, Maryland. Uh, he is facing federal charges for his illegal purchases and his attempt to purchase firearms using a fraudulent FFL. Now, this motherfucker has got some balls. Uh, so he showed up in the U.S. District Court of Baltimore, uh, where he has his initial appearance August 8th, 2021. Uh, and basically, it's a six-count indictment uh, as a result of a previous conviction where Mitchell was prohibited from profess- possessing firearms and ammunition. Uh, the indictment alleged that Mitchell used fraudulent identification to allegedly illegally purchase God, I cannot fucking speak. I'm scatterbrained. Illegally purchased two firearms and attempt to purchase a third outside of Maryland. Uh, two of the firearms were allegedly shipped to Mitchell in Maryland. And this started uh, October of 2020 all the way up to January of 2021. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to lie. Like, this guy has the right idea. Well, it didn't work for him. I'm just saying that's, that's some no, balls. No. But imagine imagine this happening en masse. That would oh. be so beautiful. That would be beautiful. But see, now you also got to think, though. You know, it's not a very difficult process for you to get an FFL. I'm looking at getting an FFL myself, and I'm actually thinking about having a buddy of mine uh, who has a kitchen FFL uh, to come on the show to basically talk about how to obtain one, uh, what it takes. uh, You know, if you want to just, you know, sell some farms to your friends, uh, you know, get some farms kind of cheap for yourself, that kind of deal. You know, just having a kitchen FFL and, you know, that's a relatively easy process. You know, if, if this was to happen in mass, it would make it more difficult for people to start firearms businesses. You know, I'm, I'm not saying that the, 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 the laws are right, but I'm just saying that, you know, what we have right now, if people do more of this shit, it's going to give more, you know, fuel to the fire of gun control and more restrictive gun control. Yeah, I mean, like, you aren't wrong, but at the same time, the president's own son doesn't follow gun control. Right, he doesn't follow the gun legislation. So the way I'm looking at it is, if everyone in the gun community just started using fraudulent FFLs to have the guns sent to their house, it would just show how ineffective the licensing system is, and it might result in us being able to push for it to be taken away, and then it'd be far easier to start a gun business. Far, far easier. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I see this. I see the the you know the angle to both sides, honestly. Unfortunately, there are two sides when there should only be one. Yeah. Uh, This next article comes to us from News for San Antonio. Uh, And this just goes to show, don't use your fucking car as a fucking gun safe or a holster. Uh, 13 guns in between three to 4,000 rounds of ammunition were stolen from an SUV in a hotel parking lot in San Antonio. Uh, This guy had three pistols, two shotguns, and eight rifles stolen. Uh, Farms, different calibers, uh, laptops, and cash also were stolen. Uh, He's, you know, the victim said it was easily $25,000 worth of property vanished overnight. He is a Navy veteran, so, you know, that's not saying a whole lot. Um, just don't fucking do this. It's ridiculous, man. I just don't understand people that do this. Now, now I will say, okay, I have a big sky rack, um, uh, gun lock rack in my work truck. Uh, you have to have a special key or the vehicle has to be turned on to hit a, uh, open switch to release those. Uh, I do have my rifle locked up in there. 
And those, you know, unless somebody wants to bend the fuck out of the barrel and make the rifle unusable, you know, that that's the only time, you know, that I have it. And, and uh, you know, that, that that's but this guy just had all this shit just sitting around, you know, and I hate to use this fucking boomer term, but loosey goosey all in his fucking SUV and it was stolen. That what what the fuck was he thinking was going to happen? You know, I mean, like it makes sense why they were in there. You know, there it looks like his job made him move, and they were looking for a home, right? So it kind like it makes sense why he'd have stuff stored in his SUV. What doesn't make sense is why he had that stuff stored in his SUV, unless unless he wasn't able to get all of his stuff put into the hotel room. I don't know, man. It just seems dumb. It is. It is. I mean, it's just it's very unfortunate. It looks like there's four other cars that were hit that night too. Yeah, and, and uh, fucking hotels are just magnets for this kind of shit. Just because people know that they're traveling, a lot of times they don't bring everything up to the hotel room just because it's a pain in the ass. But, you know, when it comes to firearms, fucking don't do that, you know. Just do something different. Yeah, like if you're looking for a house, go ahead and pull out like a, uh, a storage thing, a storage unit. That has a, you know, a padlock on it at the very least that's enclosed, not an outdoor one, but an indoor one and store your firearms and ammunition there in a safe in there. Yes, that's what I will say. Uh, this next article comes to us from DC East uh, and it's titled is in new lawsuit. DC gun advocates take aim at restriction on ghost. Gun. Now, this is pretty good. Uh, pretty cool, in my opinion, just because of the fact that we obviously have seen, you know, Heller v. D.C. Uh, we've seen some landmark cases come from D.C.'s ridiculous fucking gun laws. So in this article, in this lawsuit, they're hoping to try and uh, fight against the, you know, quote unquote, ghost gun laws in D.C. Now, we already have seen uh, Nevada has done some great work out there where they're fighting the ghost gun laws out there. But obviously this article is a bit biased towards the gun control advocate because uh, they're talking about how the ban was enacted last year to target untraceable guns built from kits uh, and all this kind of stuff. But it says the lawsuit claims that the wording is potentially criminalized the possession of a vast array of popular common handguns that regularly allows citizens to register, including the very hun- handgun it issues to police officers, obviously, which they probably issue Glocks up there. Uh, so this stuff is pretty interesting. This is something I'd like to see, you know, hopefully come in the future. And to kind of go along with that, which I, I say to go along with that, but obviously I can't because it says I've reached my uh, limit of free articles from the New York Times. Um, but basically, uh, San Francisco su- uh, sues three online retailers for selling ghost guns. Uh, obviously, it's the same thing. So, uh, you know, Mike, can you pull this article up? I didn't realize until I just pulled it up now that it says I reached my limit. I'm actually trying to Google it right now to pull it up. But anywho, uh, that's basically kind of the gist of it. Um, so there's the pros and cons of it right there. And uh, something else kind of go along with D.C., uh, that is the District of Columbia. Uh, this comes to us from the Washington Post. D.C. police seize rises and devices that converts guns into fully automatic weapons. Uh, that is a little ridiculous. It's just those Wish.com parts that you can put. Now, see, this is so stupid. It says... Uh, Obviously, they're talking about auto sears. The metal or plastic pieces are fitted inside the firearms and can be purchased on the Internet or made on 3D printers. The weapon, this allows the weapon, they say, to fire 1,200 bullets a minute. 
that's a little excessive. I'm pretty sure that Uzi doesn't even fire that fast. That's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think that's possible. And the picture that they have of what looks like a uh, it's obviously it's a it is a poly eighty. It looks like. Uh, Wait, how much did they forward. say? How much did they say? Twelve hundred rounds a minute. For the Glock eighteen, that is actually accurate. Yeah. So, uh, but the looks like the auto uh, the switch on the back of this Glock uh, that they have from the gun recovery unit from DC Metro Police, and that shit looks like it was made out of something from from Lowe's. I don't know how they made that with uh, the parts shown right there. I mean, literally, it just looks like a piece of plastic or metal with a nut and a bolt. I don't know. So it's looking like. It's looking like San Francisco is suing a company named GS Performance, another one named Black Hawk Manufacturing Group, and a third named the MDX Corporation. Uh, I don't believe Black Hawk is the Black Hawk we're thinking. No, I don't think so either. Very interesting, though, because like in the article that I found, which is from Good, GoodWordNews.com, it looks like they're doing this because of the uh, homicides in Los Angeles increasing, hmm. which is is kind of funny you know i believe in san francisco it's completely illegal to carry a firearm anyway even if you have a carry permit so i don't see how this is going to help anything i don't know man it's it's just a crazy world because i heard on uh actually i think it was on, on joe rogan joe rogan said that uh the la county sheriff's office and lapd is issuing uh concealed carry permits at record numbers just because of the fact that crime has gotten so fucking ridiculous there they're probably so, realizing that they need their citizens on their side, and they yeah. haven't had their citizens on their side for, let me check my watch, 30, 40 years now? Yeah, longer than that, fuck. Yeah, I mean, and it, you know, they're going to get what they're going to get. Well, and, and I tell you, this fucking Washington Post article is such fucking pieces of shit, just because... It really is. It's a terribly oh my God. written article, and you it, can it, the, the bias seethes out of it. Oh my gosh, it's ridiculous, man. And I shouldn't expect anything less from a fucking rag owned by Jeff Bezos, but I just want to throw that out there just because of the fact that how ridiculous it is. And again, just just looking at the fucking uh, just dumbassery of it, you know, of, of the the war of the minds and, and bullshit, you know, the confirmation biases that obviously these people are looking at. Yeah, and it's really like you can really tell that a lot of these people are just going to copy what this article says. And make that a part of their beliefs. It doesn't matter whether or not it's factual because they absolutely refuse to do any deep dive into anything that they're reading. Yep. Now, there's uh, two articles on here that I'm not necessarily going to talk about, but I just wanted to kind of throw up there uh, to talk about. And if you want to, you can look at justpews.com under the show notes. Uh, and I wanted to send these these clips to Mike so that way people can see. Uh, the first one is making remote controlled guns from junkyard materials. Uh, and that's from the firearms blog. That's pretty fucking awesome. Now, obviously, for this kind of stuff, I believe you do have to get a permit for the ATF to be made legally, just saying. So just going to throw that out there. Uh, but I just, you know, for, for research purposes, I, I just wanted to uh, talk about it and throw it out there so people can look at it themselves. And uh, if they decided they want to make that, that paperwork with the ATF, they can. Uh, I just want to point out that the... <laughs> The people that made these are Polish. They are from Poland. <laughs> uh, fucking Polak into innovation, man. 
hey, what can I say? We like weapons. You know, the, my favorite part is obviously though is uh, in one of the pictures, the base of the remote control handgun that they use uh, is the base to a fucking office chair. That's hilarious. Yeah, That's made from hilarious. made from my old gaming chair, joystick, and one visit to car junkyard. It made just for fun. Obviously, you can tell these people are from fucking Poland. The way this is the translation of English. Uh, it made just for fun. Car battery, foot switch for emergency power off. Some old junk or some old truck windshield wiper motors or door locking servo for trigger and parking camera system. Very cheap MacGyver stuff. It's still pretty cool, especially watching this AK fire. It is. It's really. Oh cool. fuck yeah! It, it's it's really cool. Like I said. Uh, it's definitely something I wanted to toss out there. Uh, and then this next one is interviewing the father of Caltech 20 questions with George Kelgreen. Uh, I don't think they talked about cocaine, but uh, honestly, people give Caltech shit. Might but not be L- it might not be uh, cocaine, but it's probably LSD. As old as he is, I can see it being LSD. Yeah. And I mean, like you know what? 60s. It's still but, pretty damn cool that they came up with the P11. And it basically gives Thank the 365 you. a run for its money. Like, it is the uh, originator of the 365. The P11, yes, exactly. I had a PF9. It was amazing. I really enjoyed my PF9. It, it had a little bit of a kick to it, but it was a great gun. Um, I personally like Celtic just because of the fact that they fucking innovate. It's not like they come out with their own fucking version of a Glock or the 365 or whatever the fuck it may be. They make their own shit, and it is all, like, original. It's yeah, never it's all original, the and they yes. kind of like they put it out there. And I don't think they're really concerned about their patents. I think they're just concerned about coming up with these new ideas to improve firearm designs, and then just wait for another company to pick up the design. For yes. instance, you know, the P three sixty five is the exact same dimensions, along with this basically the same magazine dimensions as the P eleven, right? Or is it the PF nine? I think it's the P eleven. I can't recall. Uh, either way. It's basically the same exact dimensions between the 365 and the Keltec gun. It's either the P11 or the PF9. I can't remember which. And then you have the Keltec KSG. Yep. The KSG was in Call of Duty forever ago. And not only are we seeing tons of like small Chinese companies knocking off this design, but Smith and Wesson just knocked it off. Yep. And in a really bad way. Yep. Like. Like, if you asked me which one was better from a design standpoint, not from a reliability standpoint, which we have more data on the Caltech than when we do the Smith & Wesson, so we can't really say which one's better reliability-wise. But just from the design standpoint, the Caltech is 100% better just because I can't inadvertently switch the tube I'm firing from. Yes. So, I mean, Caltech is really baller, in my opinion. I know I'm going to probably catch some shit on that, but I do think Caltech. Uh, is very baller in innovation just because everything they do is original it's not a copy and some of their shit is so innovative that it is copied itself so yeah and i mean uh, i think everyone listening needs to understand we aren't saying that caltech is like the best survival weapon it is not the best carry weapon by any means but caltech innovates and that's something that we do not see from anyone else yes. i mean look at glock I mean, Glock is a prime example. They couldn't even get a 1.5 stack mag for the 43X and the 48. Yep. Shield they, arms, whatever the fuck. They had yeah. It. Yeah. And even then, I'm I'm one of the people that unless it's something like a CZ 75 or a Beretta 92 where I can get good quality Metgar mags for it, I'm going to run the factory mag. You know, like Glock is a prime example. If I can't get the Glock mag for the 48 that holds 15 rounds. I'll just hold, I'll just carry the 10 rounds in it because I'd rather trust the Glock mag 
than the Shield Arms mag. And that's not to say that the Shield Arms mags are bad. It's just that Glock has tens of thousands to hundreds of thousands of dollars in R&D in all of their mags functioning with their guns. Yep. And the last article, last, and it's not even an article. It's uh, just a discussion. I was kind of saving it to the end, hoping our boy Armed Asian would hop on. Uh, and he did not. So let's go ahead and talk about it. And that is TNT sales. What, you know, go ahead and give us the rundown, Mike. And I think you might be a little bit better, uh, you know, a little bit more knowledgeable about it than I am. So, okay. With TNT sales, Inc, you got to remember the ink there because it's so important. Basically it's a no name business unless you're from Instagram. If you're regularly on Instagram and in the gun community, you've probably heard of them. I didn't up until this happened essentially uh, like it's not even essentially this is the whole fucking story and you're all gonna have your minds blown well part one of this fiasco because something else came out later on a guy on instagram i believe it was shooter boy s-h-o-0-0-t-e-r-b-o-y good guy he has some really cool guns made a post saying that his five month wait was over it was a story post it wasn't even a regular post which means it disappears in 24 hours saying that his five month wait was over and that tnt e sales inc was sending him his i think it was a complete lower or upper or some shit like that i can't remember what it actually was and upper. yeah okay complete upper what and, the fuck D- did jeff just get up on here yeah Hey Jeff, am I God, telling the story? Literally, literally, we just we I'm like gonna, I mean just me, fucking time. Hey, like I was just look. saying, I was just saying, I was saving this for the last. So I was hoping Arm Nation would, would hop up on here, and uh, we just got into it, dude. So go go ahead, t- break down the story for us. Yes, please. I'll stop story. No, you're you're doing a good job. No. Okay, you want me you want me to finish, or you want you want to take it from there? Oh, no, no, please. Okay, so basically, TNTE Sales Inc. saw this story, and he decided. That it was a derogatory meme. A person being excited for a five-month wait being over was derogatory to his company because he has a fragile ego. So then he ended up canceling the order. He told the guy, because of how you acted, because of the meme and how it affected my business, I'm canceling your order and you're not getting it anymore. To which, I did, did he contact you, Jeff, or did he just make a story about it? So um, how I heard of it was... There's a, there's a Facebook group for um, Asian American gun owners. It's called uh, Subtle Asian Pew Pew. And um, he shared his a screenshot of his story in that group. And that's how I caught wind of it. And then I, I talked with him on Instagram just to verify the story. And he sent me his complete DMs just so I could make sure that there wasn't anything missing, any missing context. And uh, that's when I was like, wow, that's that's pretty fucked up. Yeah, and, that, it, and it's a crazy how like once you posted it, it kind of went it went off like wildfire. Also, by the way, everyone, this is Armed Asian on Facebook, so if you aren't following him on Facebook yet, you need to, or you're a loser. Follow him on Facebook, because he's already got enough fucking followers on IG. And I'm shadow yes. banned on IG, so... Are you really? The, yeah, yeah. That fucking sucks, man. Sucks fucking with... Dude, they've been, they've been messing around with the hashtags where, like, they'll block yes. looking at firearms or guns because there's content that might be going against their community guidelines. It's like, well, what hashtags... guidelines do you actually use? The hashtags are actually okay on Instagram because people actually search for it, but on Facebook, you're fucked. Well, I thought, no, 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 like three days ago, I was making a post. I couldn't search firearms or work. I think it was firearms, concealed carry guns, and like two others. They said that they were blocked. I checked yesterday, and they took the block off. And who knows? It's all Zuckerberg's fault. Fuck the Zuck. Anyway, 
so yeah, going you know going on with TNT. Uh, and just so if you don't know TNT sales, they are a very TNT. Nit- hey 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 TNT E. You don't want to get hit for being derogatory. The okay. E is very important. The salespeople. We'll we'll just say the salespeople. Uh, so the sales company, uh, they are a very niche uh, seller. They they sell retro firearms, which is a very niche, but it's also a very popular uh, firearms enthusiast type deal because there's a lot of people. Uh, this one guy was, if I remember correctly, Jeff, he was making a retro rifle for his father who is in the South Korean military uh, that he wanted to you know, make a, a retro rifle of something that he had when he was in the service. I don't think, I think he was in the right. Korean military. Was he in the Korean military or was he in the Korean war? I well, check that at the end, but I think, I think he's, he was just in the Korean military. Yeah, because they used M1 Grands in the, the Korean War, dude. No, oh, no, I'd have no idea what the rifle was that was being made. That's why I was asking. Yeah, it, it was it was like a retro, like M16A2, I think. Yes, you're right. So, uh, and then, so, so uh, he canceled it and, and just fucking went off on it. Jeff shared it. Well, he canceled, well, yeah, and, well, I mean, this was a, a couple of months ago, but he canceled it because TNT was refusing to give him any updates on the progress of the build. Yeah. If, if I remember correctly. Well, it wasn't even that. It was, and I I was told this was actually the first time that the customer contacted TNT sales about the, st- uh, regarding the status of his order. He wasn't one of those customers that like call like every day or every week, hey, where's my order? And like he wasn't being obnoxious about it. And apparently that was, that was just too much. But I mean, it's five months, you know, if I remember correctly, it was five months from the date of sale to the, to the actual time it, he got his tracking number. So, I mean, that's, you know, pretty fucking Wait, 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 before, before we move ahead, because there's two stories that we're going, I believe going on right now, or is it just one story? Well, I'm just talking about the one. Okay. So, so the person that so the person that tried to issue, get the charge back. Oh, that that was a different is, guy. That's, that's a different, different one. Guy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we're, we're, okay. Right now, I'm just kind of talking about the one that that uh, armed Asian kind of covered, and then we'll talk a little bit about that one. Right, I, I don't think the, there was a whole lot uh, in you know information about it. Yeah. See, what I was thinking, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, I thought that the uh, the guy getting the rifle for his father was different from the five months. No, guy. it's the same guy. Okay. Okay. Now we're on the same track. So anyway, so TNT, uh, T, the salespeople, the TNTE Sales Inc., they canceled his order because what they thought was a derogatory post. But basically all the post was five months after I purchased this and it's finally shipped. Uh, it was the basic gist of it. There was there was I mean, I, I'm not quoting it, but that's basically what it was. Yeah, uh, he didn't say anything bad about the company. At not all. at all. Nothing. Uh, and then I think the uh, the he tagged TNTE sales in the post. And then when TNTE sales obviously saw their, their tag in it, they sent him a DM and basically said, you know, we're done. You know, we're not going to be harassed or bullied or whatever the fuck. And they canceled his order. And then this guy was very apologetic. He was like, hey, you know, I wasn't trying to be, you know, asshole. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, just just was announcing it basically, and they said tough shit. We already canceled it, and then that's when he said, no, my dad was in the South Korean Army. I was doing this build for him. Please, you know, I, please, I, you know, don't cancel it. And he's like, it's already been done. I can't re, you know, issue it. Yeah, and so, and this the customer was absolutely not being an asshole. I mean, it was a very very tame post. It was just basically him saying, quote, an, an upright order back in March finally shipped with with a crying emoji, like you know, cries of joy. 
Yeah. He can't wait to receive his upper. And apparently, you know, it was taken the wrong way. And not only that, but TNTE sales, whoever was running their social media, replied with basically, you know, saying, hey, it must be something in the California water. We bust our asses to find these parts, and we'd rather send it to the next person in line who will be more than happy to take it. And and that's a, that's a quote there. Yep. And, and then, um, you know, the customer tried to convince him to uncancel it, and they just said, tough shit, it's already been refunded. Yep. And then Jeff took it upon himself to, to put it out there because these people, uh, you know, and there's like, you know, subreddits, there's there's Reddit, uh, you know, threads on Arfcom about this company having piss poor customer service. And, you know, Jeff decided to share it and it just went bananas. Fucking their TNTE sales, Inc. They shut down all commenting on their Facebook and Instagram. I think they took all they their completely pages down. They completely took down their Facebook page. And then uh, for a while, they actually did shut down their Instagram page. And then I think it was about after 24 hours, they issued an ap- apology, but it was the most piss poor apology. It wasn't even an apology. It wasn't even an apology. They blamed everybody but them fucking selves. They blamed, yeah. uh, you know, oh, sorry, we've gotten death threats because of this. That's unreal. Uh, we've been uh, harassed before, and one of our female employees has been, you know, received death threats. So that's why we take these uh, threats not too like, you know, not too lightly. Um, they've said that, you know, they're they've made it good, and that they've contacted the customer, and they're giving him the upper. Uh, so the guy is getting his upper finally, uh, but they basically blamed everybody but themselves, and it was a long ass fucking post. Yeah, and what's you, funny the, is they they were trying to say that Armed Asian basically formulated the whole plan to go yep. after their company. Like, yeah, yep, okay. Honestly, the most the weirdest part about that apology post was they wrote a paragraph where they basically said, you know, if you order food at a restaurant that takes too long, you complain about it, they're gonna spit in your yes. face. Yes, like trying to God rationalize damn. it. Yes, I mean that shit right there was fucking wild, man. The fact that they said that, like just blew blew my fucking mind because anybody that does that kind of stuff they can go fuck themselves because that is the you know nastiest grossest fucking thing that i think personally anybody could do to anyone else that shit right there just tells me all that they are about a company because you know growing up like i knew people that worked in the food industry and they used to like talk and and you know giggle and shit about how they did that stuff to customers who are assholes and every one of those people that i knew that did that stuff were 90 times more asshole than what they're describing that customer to be. You know, I worked in retail for like four or five fucking years all throughout high school and undergrad, and I've never done anything bullshit like that. You know, I, I've dealt with really shitty people. And then even in my profession now, I deal with really shitty people. And I've never felt like doing some sort of retribution on that person because they were a shit person to me. I, I think there's like, uh, I just find it wildly hard to believe that like, if, if someone is going to give you your you their money especially 50 percent up front like you might want to treat them with a little bit of dignity yeah i mean because that i mean it takes a huge amount of trust to give money out to someone like that without ever having done business with them before or you you know potentially not knowing anyone that has done business with them you're basically taking a shot in the dark and giving them the money to hold while they're making the product i tell you what and now that you guys were just talking about that i was looking for their apology on social media uh, they did, they, all their stuff is gone. 
but they do have a new one. It's it, and I'm not going to give it out just because, you know, I'm not going to personally railroad them just because I think, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make that my life's mission. But I just you can this, look on the Just Pews Facebook page. I'm definitely going to post it because they're assholes. Well, yeah, it says. I, they says they their main accounts were zucked. That's the reason why they had to create new new uh, social media pages. Bullshit. They wouldn't have been able to make an account that fast. Yep. And it says uh, the order in their first and only post on their new social media site. It says the order. It says to our followers, a mistake was made. How a customer was treated. We are very sorry. It never should have happened. And those responsible have been held accountable. Again putting blame on somebody else. The order was shipped to the customer, a sincere apology given, and a discount provided for his inconvenience. As a company, we promise to do better going forward and let anything like this happen again. The response posted to social media does not reflect the... Uh, the response posted to social media does not reflect the values held by us, nor should have been posted. We at TNTE will hold ourselves to a higher standard. This is in line with our values going forward. Thank you for understanding and continue patronage. Dude, now, I, if, if uh, they led... With that post and, and from Boom. the beginning, you're right. Yes, this would have from been the over. Be- yeah, from the beginning, this would have been over. But the, they kept adding salt. They kept adding salt to the wounds, and they wouldn't stop. They wouldn't backtrack at all. And I'm yes. still, I'm still amazed by some of the people that stood up for the company. Yes, and, and I mean, fucking Jeff, you were. Uh, I don't know. If, I mean, were you personally like attacked, or I know you had some responses from some uh, bigger names in the gun community. Um, you know, it, it was interesting because, you know, there were definitely some people in the industry that looked at what was happening. that are like, what the fuck? Like, this is unacceptable. We would never do that. And then there were some other folks who are more in the in the influencer game. Yes. For some reason, we're just we're just standing for what was going on. And uh, I'm not going to give out her name, but uh, because, you know, she, her post, she deleted her post and her comments. But uh, there was one person who is a, a gun influencer. And she basically made this very crass comment about, oh, what are we all getting offended about today? And I was like a little puzzled because I was and I asked her, I was like, do, do you understand the difference between getting offended and getting fucked over? And and then she went on this long tirade about how we're all being snowflakes and that, uh, oh, we've we've got bigger things to worry about. And and uh, and she also made like a very passing, like very racially charged comment. And I won't. But to the tune of something like uh you know, oh, I, I get that you're Asian, but you might want to expand your vocabulary. Oh, I did not fucking see that. Are you serious? Yeah. Um. And, and so, damn. but but she eventually deleted it, so I I didn't like pursue it any further. Um. Because she probably understood that really fucked up on that one. And then there was like another person who I believe was a you know very very close to the company who uh, basically made a post saying, oh hey, you know, I could you know shove it up my ass and shove my followers up my ass and stuff like that and. That post was good too. After you know things started to calm down. Didn't then, she say that just because, like she she basically said that because you didn't have any direct interactions with the business that you could you weren't allowed to say anything. Yeah, I, that was the rationale. Is that if I didn't if I wasn't a customer of this business, I don't deserve to criticize this. Which you know I I don't really agree with that logic, I, and I think it's pretty obvious why. Well, I mean it's it's kind of like saying well because you didn't. You know, you didn't get affected by radiation poisoning, then you really can't say that the Russians were wrong for how they went about Chernobyl. Exactly. And then um, finally, there was a uh, one one guy who works at Leviathan, employee of Leviathan, you know, just came in came in pretty salty, and then uh, as part of the same thread, decided to like post my personal information, and uh, which you know that comment also got removed at some point. So no this, shit. 
yeah, yeah. And th- this guy works at Leviathan, and um, so I, I thought that was uh, that was a little sus. And um, but so I, I thought there were definitely some some folks just trying to stand for them, just maybe because they were closer or something like that. Which I mean, I, I can I, I get that. I kind of to... wonder if they're attached to Leviathan Group now. I don't think they are. I just think that they are friends with the people that are I, personally that's what i think um jeff we're gonna have to like talk offline about that person from leviathan group that posted your personal shit where, where did he post it well it was he posted on facebook and he didn't actually go out and like find my personal information because at this point the cat's out of the bag you know um and my, my stuff's already out there but um he took a screenshot of like another instagram uh, account who actually did kind of reveal who I really am and all this stuff, but also posted a bunch of like really like uh, just completely untrue things about me um, in in that comment in in bad faith. Of course. And uh, so that that was uh, that was a little interesting. Uh, well, I mean, I'm just going to say, like, having been doxxed professionally from my law enforcement job, uh, you know, over some shit that I wasn't even I, no lie. I was not involved in. I hadn't worked at the department at the time, uh, but just because uh, I guess I was still. I don't even know if I was still on payroll with them yet. I was just like kind of biding my time out. I was actually working at another department. Uh, but because of some shit happened at the old department, they doxed me, like fucking gave out my phone number, uh, like the addresses to my family and shit like that. I, I mean, personally, that shit right there fucking infuriates me. That shit right there is just basically saying, because, you know, people are fucking stupid and crazy, man. Like people will do dumb shit just because they feel that they are emboldened by the mob mentality, especially because online. That's why people talk so much shit online is because the mob mentality really uh, just cultivates, uh, you know, talking to, you know, thousands of people from across the, the world. I'll have you know, I just like to talk shit because I like getting underneath people's skins. It's that Polish, it. uh, that Polish yes. ancestry. Yes, exactly. It, exactly. That is exactly what it is. God. Well, so, on, on the topic of doxing, though, I mean... Even if you didn't do the dumb shit that I did, which was unfortunately willingly put some of my personal information out there, uh, you know, there's there's a lot of your personal info that gets sold by companies, yep. and then that gets bought by these places that aggregate that data to be searched, like you know, Fast People Search or Spokio or Intellius. Yep. And so, you know, to, to you guys and anyone who is participating in or listening to this podcast, I recommend going online going to those websites and searching your own information and putting a request to opt out and get that yep. stuff removed because there, yep. there is some pretty, pretty sensitive information that, that can be uh, divulged. Like at one point, you know, like we're talking like court cases, right? Um, and current addresses, current phone numbers, current email address. And uh, it's, it's surprising what, what leaked out there. And you can even go as far as to have your uh, house blurred out on Google maps. Uh, so that way nobody can know exactly what your house looks like. So, and we actually had a, uh, a whole episode, God, this is maybe about a year, year and a half ago now, uh, about internet, uh, and electronic security information. So that way you're not leaking your stuff out there because Google does, I mean, that Google collects serial numbers to firearms that if you put it, uh, on your Google, um, you, like Google photos or Facebook or whatever like that, and your serial number of your firearm or your, you know, anything that's got a serial number, your firearm, your suppressor, if you Google that that serial number, that picture will pop up. So, it's Wait, serious again? 
go back ugh, fuck man i'll have to look it's like i think it was in the episode like 20s or 30s uh, i have a buddy of mine uh that actually is a cybersecurity contractor for a and this probably will make you that much more sesame but uh we were friends like way back in the day um but he is a uh, cybersecurity contractor for uh some government agencies i'll say and we i saw this article and uh he came on and talked about it that if you uh, take pictures of your firearms and your serial number is showing and it goes on like you Google photos or if you post it on anything like Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that. If you Google your serial number, that picture will pop up. So what you're saying your is, serial number. what you're saying is that is a very good way to make sure that somebody can't say that their your, your serial number is their own. Uh, I mean, there's way fucking better ways to do that, Mike. I mean, I'm lazy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. If I can get Google do the job for me, I'm going to have Google do the job for me. Jesus. But no, so anyway, back back to the TNT sales. So what was the second story that was happening? Now, Jeff, Jeff might be know a little bit more. Basically what it was is I think this guy uh, ordered something. It took a long time. He got a tracking number. I think it like took a couple weeks. He still hadn't received his package. And then he uh, withheld the charge on his card. So basically they shipped it. It's It's missing. And he withheld the charge on his card, and then TNTE sales like just fucking blasted him and said yeah. like that's stealing. You can't do that kind of shit. And then he like he quickly reversed the charge and gave him their money back. Uh, and he ended up getting his his gun parts in. No, that, that I think that was that was that's a different um, case. So the the second the second customer testimony that I shared was basically. Uh, someone asked, you know, on the status of his order email, this was late last year. And basically the, whoever sent them an email back basically said, Hey, we're, we're very busy. I don't have an ETA. And then if you decide to cancel, um, that's going to, you're going to forfeit 50% of the upper price, which, you know, considering the price of the uppers, we're talking like $350, not exactly chump change. And this guy really just wanted to, to get an ETA, right? Cause he's been waiting for, for a little, for a little bit. And he just wanted to know like how long it was going to be, uh, because I think I think he was able to like find a, uh, an upper elsewhere or something like that. I'm not exactly sure, but um, TNT was adamant that look we can't we can't cut, cancel orders once the order has been placed. And the customer asked, well, is it even being worked on? And you know, can somebody get, give him a straight answer on when it's going to ship? And basically, you know, not not really a satisfactory response came out of that. And what, what had been the point of contention was, so this guy decides to, to file a chargeback, right? And it takes some time for a, charge, a chargeback to go through the bank and actually show up on the other side, on the merchant side. And so he, he filed the chargeback. And during the time that the chargeback was like fully processing, because he, he, the bank you know, issued his money back, but I, I think it, the process didn't go all the way through. Then TE, TNT sale shipped him his upper, right? And so... From TNT perspectives, uh, from their perspective, they thought that, uh, you know, he, you, that, you know, they, they shipped the upper and this, this customer um, was filing a chargeback regardless. Whereas from the customer standpoint, you know, because the chargeback takes a while, from his viewpoint, he filed the chargeback first and then the order. And, and so there's a little bit of an argument going on and the customer in good faith said, hey, look, I will contact my bank. And I will tell them to cancel the chargeback because now you guys ship my upper. Like this guy was trying to make things right. And the response he got was, oh, we're, we're basically, oh, your, your bank has not paid us. And you have until close of business this week to get a certified money order for the full amount of the order. 
or we will send you to collections for the full amount plus a $200.50 fee for the chargeback. And so what ended up happening was this customer paid the full price for his upper plus another $250 um, because they, you know, they, they, um, I, I think he was, he was under the impression that TNT was going to pursue legal or criminal charges or, or some, something like that. And uh, one of the emails that he got was uh, saying that I have no issue going with the law enforcement route with this issue along with court. So, you know, they, they pretty much put pressure on him to, to pay the extra $250 charge. That's fucking wild. That's, so that's what I was talking about. Um, so that, that's wild that they basically just got an extra $250 from this guy. Now, and I will say that I reached out to TNTE sales to see if they'd be willing to come out on the podcast. Uh, there was a little bit of email exchange between us. Uh, they said that they were receiving death threats and, and all this other kind of stuff. And and I'm I'm just going to say that from my, you know, you know, adult life, I always want to get both sides of the story just because they say that there's something that, that you know, they've come out on their personal uh, Facebook and, uh, you know, from the owner's personal Facebook and said that there's more to the story. Uh, they're saying that there is a ongoing investigation going on. Uh, but I mean, the only thing that I can see that ongoing possibly is Jeff. Been, <laughs> yeah. The only thing I can see that possibly that they could be investigating is death threats. But uh, I don't think Jeff uh, has sent any death threats. Have you, Jeff? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah. I, I think you're smarter than that. In fact, I've actually had to tell, like, I've actually had to pull back some people who tried to go a little bit too far. I had people, like, post on Facebook um, TNT staff's personal phone numbers, and I deleted those comments and told them, hey, you shouldn't be doing this stuff. And there was also a guy who basically told me, hey, should I mail this guy a bag of literal shit? And I told him, no, you should absolutely not do that. Yeah, I mean, that, that shit's going a little wild, man. Like, now, if... Uh, I, honestly, I don't even want to say, like, I can't think of anything in regards to the gun industry, how that would even be acceptable. But just calling out shit customer service, calling out bad companies for uh, doing shit things to their customers, you know, that's all fair game in my point, in my opinion, just because of the fact that, you know, there is no route. You know, they keep fucking deleting their stuff. There's no route for people to know. Like I said, it's a very small niche market for retro gun, you know, builds and sales. Um, so there's really, you know, not a whole lot. So if people can know that, hey, if you buy from this company, you could wait for up to five to six months to get your stuff. And then eventually, if you do try and have any issues with either your parts, shipping, whatever it may be, you're not going to get any kind of service from the company itself you'll get uh, so a like, service you'll get a service you'll just get extorted for 250 more dollars yeah so i mean to me this is all fair game in my opinion and i do will and i've said it in our group chat that i admit that you know the gun industry kind of really does eat its own uh just because of the fact that i personally feel like we need to hold ourselves a little bit more accountable than other industries just because of the fact that anything can be used against us by the other side uh and there are other people that are just a little bit easier punching bags. And I use the example of like Lucas Boykin and Teron Butler just because they're kind of douche canoes uh, in their own respects. Uh, but to me, this is kind of like righteous cannibalism, in my opinion, just because of the fact that I don't want to have a friend of mine that's going to be building a retro gun uh, purchasing from a company that's going to treat him like this. Just because of the fact that, you know, I don't want to if, if I could have said something to have my f friend, uh, you know, spend five to six hundred dollars, because I mean, that's I think how much this guy spent was like six hundred bucks uh, on uh, a gun part. 
you know, that's a lot of money, especially for certain people, uh, you know, with COVID going on and, you know, other shit going on. Who knows what people are going on financially? Maybe this was like their kind of like one, you know, pleasure spending thing that they they're they able to do. You know, they wouldn't want this kind of headache. You know, honestly, you know, I made a post about this, but I think the the whole meme about HK, HK hating their customers, I think some some people, I mean, there 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 are some folks out there that genuinely think that this is a legitimate business model, and and they get a, get a hard on off of you know talking trash and their customer, you know, under the guise of hey, this oh look at look at this guy, he's like so fucking stupid, and you know, I'm not gonna put any specific names out there, but there there are certain companies out there that you know on, on they'll, they'll put out in public, you know, some literally read out customer emails and just fucking roast them. Right? Yep. Now, and, one of these isn't ModLite, is it? <laughs> oh, no, no, that that's not who I had in mind. In fact, I, I you know, honestly, with my, my interactions with ModLite have actually very, very... Even though you roast them so much. I mean, it, it was very easy to jump on the whole bandwagon with the drama between us. I mean, everybody was curious about that. So you, you got you to gotta make sure you don't want to be, uh, be left behind. I mean, that kind of makes me happy to hear that they didn't take that to the ass. I mean, in, in the end, the, the products are are really high quality so i mean and that that in itself speaks yeah that's kind of why hk gets away with so much shit i think it's because they do make some good shit but um but the point i was trying to make is that you know with with the fact that there's so many people owning guns and, and shooting guns in this country that you know you you can be you know sometimes you, and the companies that don't necessarily treat their customers well are still managed to stay afloat just because the demand is just just so high you know, just just look at the shenanigans cheaper than dirt has pulled over the past Fuck. decade and a half, right? Yes. And they're they're still making tons of money because people want their product, right? Where else am I going to buy M855 ammo from? Yeah, I guess I'll just pay a dollar around, right? Well, and I hate that, man, because I remember like as a kid in high school, like Jeff, I don't know how old you are. I'm 34, so like I remember as a kid in high school, like in the early 2000s, you used to be able to get that cheaper than dirt uh like fucking magazine that was like almost like a shotgun news type of uh magazine that you used to get in the newsstands uh and just kind of like go through there and see some of the cool shit that they had but fuck man like ever since the start of like a, the the first huge scare or like around obama time like they just kind of basically said fuck customers and they've been getting away with it ever since well is there anything else in regards to the TNTE sales uh saga that you think we need to talk about jeff or mike i think you know it's worth noting that in the end i think the results the situation has been closed the guy got his got his upper um and and really the the it's uh the tnt says that the the guy who was responsible for the unprofessional uh interaction with the customer has been fired and you know i'm and i and i don't think at this point i i have any reason to not take the word at face value we'll see uh, if because you know as they continue to sell their products to, to the customer, we'll see if we'll be able to see if there's like a, an improvement in customer service quality and, and that kind of stuff. So I think the situation has has been resolved um, amicably uh, at this point. Yeah, I would definitely hope so. Uh, I wouldn't want to be the guinea pig to see if the situation has been resolved, but hopefully we will see that it's been resolved and uh, you know some we'll get some hopefully some positive feedback from future customers. Oh yeah, well, I agree. Jeff, you want to stick around? Uh, we're going to talk about some gun gear news and reviews and uh, a cool gun movie that's out on Netflix. Yeah, sure. Thanks for having me. Hell yeah. All right.
with that, let's go ahead and start getting into the gun gear news and reviews. We're going to talk about some new products that have come out. Uh, the first one is comes to us from Amaland reporting that CZ expands striker pistol line with the new PT or the P10F competition ready. Uh, now CZ makes some pretty cool guns. Uh, Mike, I think you've owned a couple of CZs, right? I mean, I think saying I've owned a few is a little bit of an understatement. Yeah. Uh, what about you, Jeff? I shoot USPSA with a Shadow 2, so, I mean, their their guns are top-notch. I have not jumped onto the CZ train yet, but I am I'm looking into it. Uh, I just was kind of... I was wanting to get a CZ when the whole Rona thing kind of started, and firearms became basically unattainable. So I started just kind of, like, buying shit that's not gun-related. Uh, like, I you know, upgraded some shit around my house. Uh, I started uh, another hobby... And, and things like that but with it starting to become more available i definitely want to get into the uh the cz game uh what kind what do you have a uh, i think you're, what do you say you're like a b-class shooter jeff yeah i'm uh i'm a b-class shooter um you know i haven't been shooting a lot of uspsa lately just because out here the weather's and um but once the weather cools down i'm in some matches again yeah i use uh my either my sig uh duty gun for uh optics carry uh, or I shoot my uh, my Glock 35 is oh, what I like nice. to shoot with. Yes. Uh, yeah. But anyway, I think it's, you know, see, we've talked about it earlier in the show. CZ is a really great company. Um, they're almost, you know, even though it's CZ, Czechoslovakia, out of the Czech Republic, um, I think that CZ is almost becoming more synonymous with American culture than Czech culture just because of the fact that they have really grown in the last 10 years uh, with their options that they have with the different you know, firearms models. Uh, obviously, the Shadow 2 is it is really one of the most popular handguns out on the shooting match. If you're especially going in the uh, the uh, was it the open uh, open category? So, uh, well, the the Shadow 2 is mostly geared towards production and carry optics. I've seen, and they also make a single action print as well. Yeah. Now, when you start looking at this, uh, they're putting at the MSRP at right at nine uh, nine ninety nine. Uh, and you're going to be looking at 19 round capacity, uh, serrated rear with fiber optic front. It's optics ready. Now, Mike, the main question is, and I can't really tell from the pictures and just kind of skimming through the article, I don't see that if you lose that rear sight once you put on the optic. No, you do not. It does. It looks like the rear sight is separate from the optic. And Hell yeah. I do want to say that this does redeem them from the earlier release of the 10M, which is an absolute joke. Yeah, it was it wasn't uh, as spectacular as this. Absolutely no slide release. This is the 21st century. Mm-hmm. I like that flat face trigger too that comes with it. I like that. Um, that like, is an apex trigger. Yep. I like that not. flat face trigger. Yep. Uh, next thing, uh, this article is from Tactical Life, and it's talking about the new Hollow Sun AM AEMS optic. Uh, it is a full-size sight in a micro package. Uh, this kind of goes along the line of what is their uh, what is the four four I want to say four ten, but I know that's that's incorrect. Uh, but basically, thank you, the five hundred nine. Uh, it kind of goes along that line. Uh, it's just kind of like a box shape version of it. It looks like, uh, but it's got the solar fail safe, shake awake. Uh, it's got the multi reticle system, circle dot dot only or circle only. Uh, it's got a side-mounted battery, which is good to go, uh, and it's only 3.9 ounces without the mount, which is pretty nice. Uh, got clear lens covers, uh, you know, large large glass. It says 70-75 aluminum housing. Uh, I think this is pretty 
pretty baller in my opinion. Uh, I think the MSRP, yeah, MSRP, you're looking between 470 to 505. So you're probably actually going to be looking at it once it starts hitting stores and sales starts creeping around. Probably just over $400, maybe around that 399 mark, uh, maybe come Black Friday or something. I think they made this to really compete against that uh, Ampoint Acro P2. Yes. And I don't think it's going to be able to be mounted to a pistol, which is kind of shitty. Yeah. Who, I don't know. I can see maybe somebody uh, like your old friends. What is it? CHC or C? What was that fucking place uh, that you were bitching about? In CNH Precision Weapons. There you go. Where they'll yeah. pitch you one price, tell you another one, and then tell you a third one when it's done. Yep. And then uh, I think a company like that could probably make an a, a adjustment to where it might fit. I would I give mean, my left nut to put that dot on my pistol. That's just, what I'm saying. Just your left nut? Maybe my right one, too. Okay, well, let me see if I can contact my buddy with a CNC machine, machine uh, CNC machine, and uh, just let me know. I don't want my mail package to bleed through. Have you guys seen where the people are actually putting like a a, a pick rail on top of their Glock instead <laughs> yes. of? Yes. Yeah. I think I that's kind why. of genius. Why though? Because you're able to use a lot of different optics. Like all you need is the mount. Mm, I don't know. Like I could see where it could be very beneficial. I see where it's beneficial for like multiple sites to be mounted on there but i i think you're losing uh some i don't know i, I just think you're losing some uh, what am i trying to i'm trying to use words that my brain is not coming up with well this is this is the way i look at it. i think that the pick rail is a better alternative to the mos systems mm. you know i think it, i think it's probably better than the factory mos systems but it's not as good as a direct mail obviously that's okay that's a good way to put it i'm not a huge fan of mos mount systems i think that they were obviously i don't know whoever came up with that idea at glock they probably just thought at the last second that it might be a good idea and so they did it without really thinking through with it I and mean, all of them didn't really think think it through well yeah most of them didn't i mean look at look at uh oh which one am i thinking of i don't know. I think it's sig. probably i mean the, which one can't i be thinking about is the better question but like sig you know, they came out with the, what was it, the X-Series, Duty, Carry, whatever, Extravaganza, and it ended up losing its rear sight. It's like, because you're saying this is a Duty gun, you doesn't have any backup iron. Like, there's a little bit of an issue here. You yeah. know, where's your design team at? Where are these pro shooters that you have working for you? You need to hire Armed Asian instead, because he'd have been able to unfuck you there. No, absolutely not. I, I would just give out really meme tier ideas just for the hell of it hell yeah that's why we need you there though it's been a while since glock's been a good meme subject glock is always a meme subject what are you talking about i mean the I'm dude's like, like a, 80 a new... years old and he's dating a 40 year old that's trying to be super active on their social media and it's just failing dismal i will say their their watch the line of watches is just wait they have they have a line of watches now yeah and they're like 400 dollars. okay i'm googling this shit right now yeah, you and me both, because it sounds like they need to have a little bit of a crack pipe. Glock watches. Yeah, Glock releases limited edition watches celebrating the 40 years. It's not even that special. It looks like trash. It's tragic. It does. It's so tragic. That is garbage. I mean, I guess I, I, mean, I can see the logic like, oh, hey, we can make really good knives. Oh, hey, we can make pretty all right guns. Did you say they make really good knives? Oh, they're... Yeah, their field knife's supposed to be a really good fixed blade. It's like a chunk of... It's basically just a chunk of metal. Like, K-bars are not really great knives. They're just sturdy as shit. 
they're yeah. not really great. Yeah, and that's that's what I hear about the Glock knife. Like, yeah, it's it's durable. It's like the Glock. That's what I hear. I don't have any experience. I'm just talking out of my ass on that. But you know, then they're like, oh hey, and we can make a watch. It's like guys, you only have 36 moving parts in your in your pistols. All right, 36 parts in total. How how are you gonna do thousands of little mini parts put together? Mike, how many of these Glock watches do you think I'll find at Shot Show this year? I'm going to say that you're going to find way too many suckers that paid for them. I'm interested now. I'm going to keep a tally. How many do you think, Jeff, are going to show up at Shot Show this year? Probably zero. You say that, but you know some dumbass will. I yeah. know some dumbass will. No, you know what? They'll probably keep them in their safe. And then in no. like 10 years, no. in 10 years, they'll come up and they're like, hey, guys, i got this Glock watch. They don't make them anymore. I'll give sell it to you for $5,000. Don't lowball no. me. I know what I got. You know somebody's gonna be flexing it. They're gonna they're gonna be trying looking all Gucci with a fucking Glock watch. And it'll be hilarious. They're gonna bang it on a table one time and it's gonna shatter into a million pieces. God damn it, dude! I'm I'm gonna call right now. I think Shot Show 2022 is gonna get canceled. You better shut your fucking mouth, Jeff. Oh oh Shot shit! Show 2022 and the NRA Show 2022 are both gonna get canceled. Look who just showed up in the uh, the message or in the the chat here, Tyler. Tyler? Yeah. What's up? Are you wearing a do rag? No. It's oh, okay. a baseball cap. He wears them backwards. Okay. He's he's cool. Well, because it's like, you know, it, all right, if I did that, now you can't see my face. But now that's how like, I normally well, with it is. With it forward, you kind of look like John Cena. <laughs> nice. So we're uh, talking about Glock watches there, Tyler. Have you uh, seen these Glock watches that are $400? No. Eh, you don't want to. They're really nothing special. I like your pimp cup there in the background. Oh, yeah. That's Maria's. That's oh, a beautiful pimp cup. I need one. <laughs> so the uh, last thing that i'm going to talk about that's coming out is the mossberg mvp patrol rifle uh is coming out they got a bolt action rifle series by the way they're adding 300 blackout to their selection uh before they just had uh 556 and 223 nato uh or sorry 556 and 223 and then 762 nato god it's fucking you can tell i'm ready for this to be over with 762 nato and 308 winchester uh, so they're coming out with 300 blackout. I think this is going to be interesting. The M- uh, MSRP on these isn't that bad. They MSRP at 613. Uh, this is kind of based off of the scout rifle. Uh, it only comes in a 16 and a quarter inch medium bull button rifled threaded barrel. Uh, so this is something you could easily put a suppressor on. It also comes with iron sights uh, to the front of the Picatinny rail that's mounted over the bolt action. Um, it's pretty interesting. Uh, the adjustable trigger ranges from three to seven pounds, uh, and it has a 10-round capacity magazine. So I think this would be actually pretty fucking sweet, honestly, as a hunting rifle suppressed. You know who helped design this, right? Who'd be that? Clint Smith. He actually helped, so Mossberg uh, actually approached him for the MVP. He, I, I believe, if I, and and one of you guys might unfuck me on this if I'm wrong, but Mossberg approached him about the MVP line and basically said, hey, we know you're a student of Jeff Cooper's. Yep. He, helped, he helped Steyer with the scout rifle. What changes would you make to that rifle to update it? And I believe that's what the MVP is. The only thing that's going to suck is you know that that adjustable trigger pull is already going to be as light as it can possibly be from the factory. Yep. So... But yeah, no, I mean, it, it's really cool. I, I've always wanted an MVP, but I also don't really have a purpose for a bolt-action rifle right now. I think it's pretty funny. I found a typo. Uh, second paragraph, second sentence. Uh, they said, in 330 blackout. So I just think that's funny. 
or or it's alluding to a new caliber that's about to be made <laughs> sure we can go with that what about you mike you got anything interesting new i know you are trying to get a 92x in compact so if any of the listeners are looking to get a you're trying to like swap the m&p right yeah if you have a if you have a 92x compact and you want an m&p compact that's up to optics ready hit me up and we'll figure something out but no other than that um no, I don't have anything. I did just get my new Blue Alpha Gear low profile EDC belt. And I bitched on Instagram about not getting a sticker for my thermos. And Blue Alpha Gear responded immediately and told me to send them a message. And now I'm going to be getting a sticker, which TNTE sales. You, you might want to hit up Blue Alpha Gear and ask them how to do customer service and customer relations for that matter. Kurt is an amazing dude. So, like, definitely. If anybody needs fucking uh, business etiquette training, Kurt is the guy. He really is. Every single interaction, uh, 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 words, every single interaction that I've had with Kurt has been absolutely amazing. What about you, Jeff? You got anything new that you want to talk about? No, you know, all all the stuff I cover is, is all on my uh, Instagram, my Facebook. Oh, there is something new. Um, so uh, I, I covered this in my story on Instagram and on and uh, post on Facebook, but there's a gun shop in in Louisiana that recently got raided by the ATF, and um, not a lot, yes. not a lot of people have heard about these guys just before. But how I how I caught wind of it was a few months ago they made a post on Reddit in the pro gun subreddit, and they they probably posted in other places, but basically saying that they got raided by the ATF. You know that. They didn't know what's going on, and they were rated unjustly. That they broke all their shit in their in their shop and all this stuff, and just asking for donations in their GoFundMe to basically fight an oncoming legal battle. And which they they got, I think, seventy five hundred dollars out of it. But um, you know, I actually when when they broke that story, I had initially you know sp- spread the word around saying, hey, this, this looks kind of fucked up. And then I had some people reach out to me. Some people were actually. Well, local customers of that place, and they're like, "Hey, there's there's a lot more to this than meets the eye." I would I would wait until an investigation. So I I basically already deleted my my posts, and and then uh, just this week the indictment came down, and uh, it's it's you know pr- pretty damning. Um, there's definitely a lot of things that they <laughs> failed to mention in their original Reddit posts, and then ever since the indictment came down. A lot of their uh, ex-employees and a lot of their former customers just came out and basically corroborated the ATF's story, which you know is you know not 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 every day that you see a bunch of you know, gun people to the ATF's defense just coming with firsthand stuff, really really sketchy shenanigans that just coming out of that. Uh, so that's that's probably the latest thing that that's uh, happening in terms of industry drama. Yeah, I remember. I, th- I, I probably saw it on your page, but you're right. I saw that uh, myself, and I actually meant to talk about it, um, but I accidentally clicked on the wrong news story and talked about uh, this guy that had a fake FFL uh, out of Maryland. He was a prohibited person's, and uh, he used a fake FFL and bought like five guns. Three of them were shipped to him directly, and two of them were more in route before he was busted. So what about you, Tyler? You got anything new that you uh, want to talk about? Anything that you destroyed because you were pretty infamous for destroying shit famously? Uh, no, I still got to fix some of that stuff that I destroyed. I uh, <laughs> I messed I messed up and uh, I didn't clean uh I didn't clean that stuff up after I threw it in the pond. And I didn't know Chrome could actually rust from sitting in moisture for so yep. long. But uh, uh, shit, yeah. Yeah, luckily it's not bad. It's just on the cam 
Japan mostly, but whatever. But no, I just, I just got a what was it? We just got two new psionics rifles like uh, a month and a half ago. Nice. Still, still working on uh, getting those. It's like a his and her set. It's kind of nice. Sequential cool, ser- uh, sequential serial number have the same optic. Uh, I guess right now kind of can put the mod light versus the uh, owl together because one has an owl and one has a a mod light but that's cool shit you gonna be coming out with a video or anything about that i don't know i gotta i've been pretty busy between the uh setting this like homestead farm up and then work so and that's pretty cool dude yeah dropping off two pigs on wednesday for butcher are you gonna try and butcher yourself nah nah because uh the the big thing is is uh want to be able to like resell the meat and Uh. And in order to do that, I gotta have it like the um, how was it? Uh, not FDA, the Agriculture um, Department approved butcher facility. Yeah. So that's where we're taking it is uh, one of those, so that way we can resell the uh, the meat if we want to. Nice. Without getting in trouble. Nice. We got yeah. another another guest that came on. Damn, Chris. Welcome, welcome aboard, Chris. You got any uh, new gear uh, or you know anything that you want to talk about? Gear wise, uh, gun wise, anything? Um, no, not really. Um, I picked up a uh, Razer uh, Gen Two four to twenty seven for my uh, LMT six five Creedmoor. Um, so Ooh, nice. hopefully I get to do the rest of it and um, get some uh, get some pills loaded, head out, and how far I can take it out and reasonably be accurate. Now, what's the farthest range around your area? I can do well. I can go out to the desert pretty much as far as I. I got gotcha. you. I didn't know what part of the country you're in. But an actual range range about 45 minutes. They've got steel out to 1,055 yards. Nice. Fuck here. We're lucky if uh, 300 yards. Uh, but mainly we'd have to go up to like CMP up in uh, Talladega to shoot oh, okay. something farther than that around here, just because it's all fucking trees around here. Yeah, yeah I do a uh, high power competition stuff uh, i'm not that great at it but i do it nice shit we're gonna have to get all of us back on at another time and uh just do like a, a bullshit and discussion this is like the most we've had people get on uh we're getting into the last part so let's go on and get and talk about some uh guns and movies the movie we're going to be talking about and unless you guys have seen anything that you want to talk about is gunpowder milkshake have you guys seen this on netflix no i haven't i haven't even heard of that one I've seen a little uh, bit of it. I saw like twenty minutes of. Are you talking about the one about the gunpowder? No, this is this is yeah, this is different. Uh, the there's actually uh, ballistics mag did a write up on it and they called it basically the female John Wick. Uh, basically, the plot synopsis is is there's this uh, young woman that is a assassin. Um, she ends up killing somebody that had a daughter there with her and she felt 
guilty. So now she's like trying to protect the daughter and her mom, who also is an assassin that like abandoned her like 15 years ago, comes back and like they go and fight this crime organization. Um, I almost I would say it's kind of John Wick ish, but it's also more of uh, shoot 'em up just because there's some kind of like stupid, ridiculous shit in there uh, that doesn't really, you know, seem plausible. Uh, you know, even though John Wick, I wouldn't hardly say is plausible because there's a lot of shit in there that you like no normal person could do. Uh, but like, you know, shoot him up like he fucking killed a guy with a carrot in the eye and and shoved a carrot like an Uzi and, and threw it down like a hallway or a street or some shit and killed a bunch of bad guys to it. It's kind of like, you know, a little bit of ridiculousness, but also some uh, kind of usual John Wick shoot him up type scenes in there. Uh, it's very kind of like, you know, female heavy. It's got uh, and I don't know shit for uh actresses and actors names but it has uh karen gillen lena Heedy, michelle yo angela bassett and carla guino along with uh paul giamatti was in there so it's on netflix uh there is a healthy amount of guns in there some of the cool guns that were in there uh you had a browning bdm uh you had a cz 100 um you had a uh uh Sig 930 Equinox, uh, a couple of Walthers in there. Uh, even had a Smith and Wesson Model 38 and a Model 686P. Uh, you also had some kind of cool sub guns in there. Let me scroll down to them. Scrolling. Are they really trying to say that that was a Gal? Oh wait, a Gal 17, I guess. I thought they. I thought the article said Gal 8 in the yeah. VW bus. Like I was gonna say that there's no way they had a Gal 8 in the VW bus. No. Uh, this is kind of interesting. They had a Bruger and Thormit MP9. A what? A Bruger and... Th- and I'm probably saying this wrong because it's got the, like, the two little dots above the U, so it's German, obviously. Uh, a Bruger and Thormit MP9. And, of course, we're using IMFDB uh, as our source for this. So if you want to check oh. it out and see exactly what they all are. Uh, there's also the CZ Scorpion Evo. Uh, of course, some MP5s. Uh, you also had the HK MP7A1, which is what we deserve, but we will never get. You know, all you have to really say is that it's a BNT MP9, and everyone will know what you're talking about. We don't need you trying to pronounce it. Whatever the fuck. Just leave me alone. I, uh, and Go ahead. I, I will say that, like, I don't know about you guys, but there's been a lot of these types of, like, revenge action thrillers coming out over the past year between, you know, like, like with, uh, I don't know if you guys watched Wrath of Man or Nobody, but there's I think ever since John Wick took off, like the entire industry's been like spewing out these types of like revenge uh, action thrillers. Yeah, just trying to copycat what kind of success they have. It's kind of weird though because uh, and that just means that right now that is the most popular genre of movies to be made. But I will say, Jeff, fucking nobody was amazing. I that I fucking love that. Just I don't know for some reason that was just a really awesome fucking show. I love the movie. Has anyone else seen it yet? I have not. It's definitely on my list. It is good. That's one I saw uh, like when theaters first opened up here. I went and saw that in theaters. It was amazing. It was really good. It's out on Redbox now. Wait, what was it about? It's got the Better Call Saul guy in it. And basically, it was kind of the same thing, except for he was like a hitman with the government, and he retired. And then uh, some people busted in his house and beat the shit out of him. And somebody thought or he thought the people that stole that busted in his house and beat the shit out of him stole his kitty cat bracelet that his daughter made. And he went like berserk on him trying to get his kitty cat bracelet. And then he caught the attention of the bad guys that were after him before he retired. Interesting. All right. Yeah, no, I haven't seen that one yet. It's pretty cool. 
There's also a mare's leg in Gunpowder Milkshake, if you haven't. Like I said, it was it was okay. It wasn't, uh, I don't know. It's it's not a movie that I would recommend, I guess you could say. Uh, it wasn't, like, spectacular. but From the 20 minutes I saw of it, it was terrible. Yeah, it was really bad acting. I think that might just be a little bit of an understatement right there. Okay, no, you say that, but I just saw a movie this weekend called Malignant on HBO. And I fucking called that movie in the first five minutes. I was like, this is what it's going to happen. And then we fucking kept watching it. And like every time something happened that I called, I was like, I fucking told you, just keep watching. Then this is going to happen. And sure shit, like fucking word for word, what I said happened. And it was one of those fucking movies that fucking black people make fun of white people for. Like, you know, oh, there's like a, a creepy thing that ran across the basement where there's no fucking lights. Let me go check and see what it's about. You know, dumb shit like that. It was so weird and stupid can we just agree that max Payne is the worst movie that was ever made god damn that's one i was so disappointed in dude i wanted to go like okay so when i was in elementary went to go just see shut that shut the fuck up right there and <laughs> shut the fuck up so yeah no went to go see that movie fucking hated it and then i went and watched mimsy and mimsy was like 10 times better than max Payne, and that was painful for me to admit god damn see max Payne was terrible school. Just no, you just lost me elementary school. So shut the fuck up. Well, I was at least wait. How I was like twelve, so Stop I wasn't it. young, young. Stop but it. I mean, that movie was tragic. It was terrible. Like tragic isn't even a good word for it. It was just terrible. Like Dude, if I know, had to go through watching that movie again and dealing with TNT Sales Inc., I would rather deal with TNT Sales Inc. Damn, that's saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you know what movie I wish they would remake? Um, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Double Tap or. Or a sequel, Triple Tap, but it was a Hong Kong movie, and it was basically an, an Ipsic movie, um, mm-hmm. or, which is the international version of USPSA. And you know, and there's a lot of gunplay going on, and it was actually fairly, I, I would say, technically fa- fairly accurate. And uh, and then they, so the first movie came out in like the late '90s, back when you could actually join a shooting in Hong Kong and, and get to shoot real guns. I don't think they do that anymore. And then they uh, made a remake, I think, in like 2011. And dude, like, can you imagine like a movie about like USPSA? That that'd be, in my opinion. I don't know. You say that, but then they made that bullshit uh, Brazilian they, jiu-jitsu movie with uh, Nicolas Cage. They did already make a movie like that. It's called John Wick. Shit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> what about you, Tyler, no. Chris? Have you guys seen any good gun movies lately? Sorry to cut you off, Jeff. No, no, not, I was done. No, no, I haven't. I haven't either. I'm in the Navy, and my ship's decommissioning, so. I uh, don't have much free time, and then when I get home, and it's kind of just uh, wind down, and I'm getting ready to transfer too. So nice. That's a nice, nice little headache for you. Yeah, and well, my current job, it's pretty much the same headache anywhere I go. Uh, it's just a different place to do it in. Yeah, fucking. Uh, my fiance had surgery on her neck, so I've been uh, coddling her for the past four days, making like sure she doesn't yeah extenuate herself or anything like that so basically we've just been sitting on the couch and i've been waiting for her to need something so i've, I've watched a lot of shit well if y'all got anything else uh we can go ahead and start wrapping it up i can't think of anything other than you know tnt sales inc sucks God, see, i'm not going that hard in the paint mike but i definitely will say that they got a lot of work to do like I, like jeff I said hopefully be- like jeff said hopefully they made their shit better and but we will see. But like I said, I would not want to be the canary in that that coal mine to see if it's worked itself out. I, will I wish I could have been here for that whole discussion. Dude, uh, I will continue to go at them until until I see otherwise, and it's just because of how they went about it. Kind of like I have no I have no skin in this game. 
just seeing Jeff's posts really boiled my blood because that was bullshit. No one should ha- no one should have to deal with that type of customer service. Absolutely. Well, uh, like I said, definitely we're gonna have to hop on again maybe next weekend sometime. Uh, we'll see if we can get as many like as anybody that wants to hop in from the the group chats to come in, and uh, we'll just do like a roundtable discussion instead of having like structured news and all that kind of bullshit. Okay. See what we can talk about. Yeah, they want me to pick my nuts back up. Nah. These niggas scared of another alpha male. I don't feel y'all. I don't feel Even if I'm the broke nigga, the room, I'm still a big dog. <laughs> Bitch ass niggas out here high behind the status. That's the only thing they got left. What for that? The world wouldn't feel y'all. With that, yeah, let's go ahead niggas. and start wrapping up the show. Uh, Chris, uh, what sites do you, what pages do you run? Uh, let people know what, where they can find you at. Oh, I've got a DNC gang because I like the DNC pattern. There's not too many people on that one. Uh, I'm one of the mods on Unstub uh, groups. The, uh, Dad fucking crew. Also, um, one of the mods in the uh, ODG. Um, ODG gang. Well, no, not ODG gang. The the buy sell trade. That, ah, that, I got you. That spurred off. So I'm with the mods there as well. But I I don't do too much of the mod stuff. Just just kind of those couple of groups. What about you, Tyler? I know you were part of uh, Derp List, but what are you what are you doing now that that's been zucked and, and dead for a while? Uh, not much. The uh, Facebook dramas kind of put me back on to just uh, watching all the drama go on. Yeah. And then sharing it. Uh, don't really, I don't know, don't really have a need to set up a page. Do have a, a small page for the ranch, but that's in the works once it uh, expands out a little bit more. Awesome, dude. I can't wait to see that. I love that kind of homesteading shit, man. Yeah, and dude, Jeff, you're living the dream. Fucking for real, dude. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jeff, I know you got Armed Asian. Uh, do you got any other pages as well, or is that your main one? It's my it's my main one. Um, I'm I'm trying to you know set the groundwork to set up like a second page, for just kind of like a more serious page on like shooting stuff like that. Because you know I'm trying to level up in in USPSA and just kind of just documenting that that journey to at least make master at some point. But yeah, Armed Asian is what I run uh, right now. Um, in the past, you know back back when it was gun grabbing means I had a page called. Uh, I rate your gun page, and then when I got sucked from Facebook, the page oh. became abandoned. But it's still up, so you can read all of the reviews um, that that were left. Gosh, man, I remember that back in the day. I didn't know that was you. That's cool as shit. And then, Mike, of course, uh, they can find you at Just Pews at Facebook and Instagram, and Tack Hat Actual at Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Two A Lifestyle everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, MeWe, uh, Twitter. I'm most active on Instagram and Facebook. You can check out uh, all the articles that me, Mike, and Eric write at JustPews.com. If you haven't already, go ahead and hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to this podcast. That is the best way to keep up with new podcasts as they come out. And also, please leave us a five-star review. It is the best way for people to find us whenever they're looking for gun-related content. And if you leave us a review, shoot us a screenshot of what you leave us. And once it hits, I will send you out some swag. I'm just sending out some swag this past week. Uh, to somebody that sent us the screenshot, just DM us on our social media whenever you leave that review, so that way we can know that you left us a review. And until then, I appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, we got to do this again. Have everybody and just have like a roundtable discussion. Appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. And Tyler said, "Fuck it." He left.
<laughs> and Mike, of course, uh, appreciate you coming on again, man. We'll definitely see you guys again in two weeks. And until then, keep on enjoying that 2A lifestyle. They press from the left side, and my demons, they pressed on the inside. Dilated, high and wasted, on them blues, yeah, yeah. Mix it with that purple heroin, fossil fuels, yeah, yeah. That's when I'm a different person. At that point, I'm not a person. At that point, my tongue is serpent. Doors unlocking, third eyes open. Growl with it, fuck it, howl with it, get wild with it. It, I didn't crack a smile with it. Do your wrong look in the mirror like, yeah, I did it.